But yeah, there's a physiological response. When you feel the emotion of anxiety, you also typically feel it in your body physically. Okay. So that's, and often when I'm working with folks, when someone says they're, you know, I'm feeling really anxious, I'll often ask them, where in your body are you feeling this? And they'll, oh yeah, Mm. like right, right here in my neck or Mm -hmm. right here in my head or my shoulder, fill in the blank. And it's different places in my stomach. And, and so that sense of their physical body is if they're anxious, they're having a congruent physical response to what they're actually feeling. Okay. But we haven't got to the cognitive we have an emotion, there's also a a sequence of thoughts. There's a a bunch of thoughts that travel with that emotion. And in fact, when when someone says they're really anxious and you engage them, so tell me what that anxiety is like for you. Mm. They're going to they're going to give me a series of of thoughts. So they might say, "Well, my stomach hurts, and I and I feel really tight chested and all that." They'll give you a physical description, but they'll also say, "Well, when I have anxiety, I'm worried about a car wreck, or I'm worried about getting COVID, or I'm worried about I, when I was at the the grocery counter getting food or whatever. The person the person next to me didn't have a mask, you know, right. or I'm worried about this test that I'm going to have, and and so they provide thoughts, or I'm thinking that, oh no, if I do this, then this will happen. They're, they're if-then statements. So there's a narrative and, that, and that a lot of that is happening in their relationship with themselves. Another, another Paul trip, no one talks to you more than you do. Mm, that's true. And so you have a constant narrative going on. When you're self-aware, you're aware of what you're saying to yourself. You're aware of what you're thinking. You're aware of what you're feeling. You're aware of what's going on physically. And and that that's another verse that talks about God's called us. And by the way, not called us, but actually commanded us. When we talk about the verb tenses that scripture uses, you, they use the imperative. It mm. talks about being sober-minded. So it's not like, hey, it's a, it's a good thing to think about being integrated and sober. No. And he says, you need to, to be all together together, not in the sense of, oh, you have it all together, but all of you needs to be with you, okay, in that sense. So you're physically present and you're aware of what you're feeling and you're aware that you're thinking and there's congruency, okay, in that sense. And so I I often think that when people are anxious, that they are truly disintegrated because their emotion of anxiety, and it's most of the time it's in the future, it's the what ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? But there's also a train of thought that it travels with it. So what's actually happened is that a whole bunch of thoughts and the emotion of anxiety are no longer in the present. And so, and remember, we've been designed to be in the present. So what's left is your physical shell in the present and your thoughts and emotions are in a different place. And that often can generate anxiety because in one sense, you've isolated yourself. If that, yeah, and that's, that's that, kind of like that snowball anxiety. Now it's starting to snowball because you're advancing this to the day next, the next day. Like Jesus yeah. said, don't worry about tomorrow. Right. Because now this is beginning to snowball. Exactly. Yeah. Just another passage that struck me too. If you read in Exodus, once they're all out, once all of Israel has exited, God brought them out of Egypt, out of bondage and out of slavery, and in, but into the wilderness and into the desert. Okay. And, and you remember what they started doing? They started whining. 